Hey guys, welcome to All the Teen Talk podcast. I'm the host and creator, and today we'll be talking about careers. So before we start on this entire topic of careers, I want to do a couple things. The first thing, I want to plug in the podcast's Instagram. The Instagram is at all, all, all the teen talk, all lowercase, no spaces, Instagram account. So go ahead and follow me for updates and little clip-ins of my podcast. So the next thing I want to talk about is the best thing that happened to me today or in my week. So this is the very first second week of March and I'm on my spring break right now. So yay. And probably when you guys are seeing this you are either on your spring break or right after your spring break. Something like that. Or maybe you don't even have a spring break and you're an adult. So if you are, hi. I'm sorry that you no longer have a spring break. But back to all saying it is my spring break, so I am recording this on my spring break. <laughs> so that's one of the exciting things about this week is my spring break is up. I don't have to really worry about schoolwork for another week. I don't have to worry about teachers, emails, turning assignments on time, nothing like that for another week, which is great for me. The worst thing of my week is probably my house literally i'm so grateful that i live in a house but sometimes it is such a pain in the butt cheek it's it's just so bad because where i live in texas there was like this humongous snowstorm if you didn't learn about it on tiktok or instagram or the news there was this big snowstorm in texas and now literally the floorboards of my house are peeling up because there was water inside the floorboards but we didn't know for a very long time because of the snowstorm because Texas houses aren't built for snow so when all the snow melted and everything it came into a lot of our houses and now we have to deal with peeling back up the wood floors placing them back down and stuff like that and it's just really stressful because like we were not expecting this we weren't expecting a snowstorm like while it lasted it was 100% fun but now I have to walk around my house so carefully because I don't want to like step the wrong way and have a potential way to fall through the floor you know it's just it's so stressful for no reason it's just the reason why it shouldn't snow in Texas. But we're going to go ahead and get into this podcast episode, which again is about careers. So the first thing I wanted to get into is what I want to do when I get older. So honestly, I don't know what I want to do, but I actually I do know what I want to do when I, when I get older. I just don't know what kind of school I want to do and everything. All I know is what I want to do when I get older. So when I do get older, I do want to be a postpartum nurse. If you don't know what that is, a postpartum nurse is technically the nurse that helps mothers and babies after she is done delivering the baby. So I would be in the labor and delivery unit at a hospital. And people say nursing school and medical school is hard, which I know it is. And it is definitely expensive. I was searching up last night and it was pretty expensive. But I think it's worth it because it's something I'm happy that makes me happy and something that's fun for me. So I think it's a good route to go. Um, Also, postpartum nurses are called mother baby nurses. I would call it a mother baby nurse because sometimes when people hear postpartum, you only really take care of the mother where I want to take care of the baby and the mother. Um, Because 
I just, well, it's not boring because, like, you're helping them out with their health and everything, and that's amazing. But, like, I think taking care of the baby and showing the mother how to take care of it is when it would be the one of the funner parts of being a mother baby nurse. So I'm going to say mother baby if I ever talk about it again because sometimes when people hear postpartum, they think about only the mother, and I want you guys to think of the mother and the baby so you guys just know what I'm talking about because... To become a postpartum nurse, you have to go through a lot of things that normal nurses have to do. You have to get your RN, maybe a bachelor's degree in nursing and science, and then you're going to have to get experience, and then you're going to have to find a place where you can live and get a job and find yourself a place where you are happy and centered and where it speaks to you, not speaks to you, but like fits your daily routine and your life and your personality, which Medical school is already going to take two, four years, four, six years. I'm I'm thinking more like three to four years, but it's going to take at least three to four years for medical school. And then trying to get experience is going to take at least another year or two. So that's already six years in quote unquote medical school. And then you finally get hired for your first official job as a nurse, which is going to be like a long process. And I already don't like school now, which like I feel like nobody really likes school now because of like COVID and quarantine and stuff. But I think after all that is done and we get through it, I think it will be a great way to do something that I love and do something that's going to make me happy every day. I think we all heard that saying that it's something like, if you do something you if you do something you love, it'll not one day in your life will feel like work or something like that. That's what I'm talking about when I say like it makes me happy and stuff and I'm not doing this. So then my parents are like, "Oh my god, you know my daughter, she went to nursing school, whatever, blah blah blah." I was doing it because it makes me happy and it's something that I actually want to do in life. And I know my parents would never do that. They would never, like, force me to do something that I don't want to do because, you know, you're never going to be successful in something that you don't want to do. But I really do want to do this, and I really want to go to nursing school. And although it might be hard for, like, those four to six years, um, it will be worth it in the end, you know? So what do you want to do in life? What do you want to do? Some people want to go be veterinarians, firefighters, therapists, um, doctors. What do you want to do? Like I have a friend and she wants to become a therapist, which I also wanted to become a therapist when I was growing up in a veterinarian. We all, I feel like everybody always wanted to be a veterinarian growing up, but growing up, I also wanted to be a therapist and my cousin, he's going to college to be a therapist and he says it's not, it's not well, it's not hard, but it's not easy either because you have to, like, learn all these things and new things and everything. We're, like, and you're, if you're going to college, you become a plumber, like, you're going to have to learn things. But, like, when you're going to medical school, it's just ten times harder because you're learning about the human body. And, like, if you mess up, you mess up. There's no going back. But, like, if you're a plumber, you mess up and you might have to pay, like, $500 to fix their plumbing system and then you're good, you know? So, it's just the down look on medical school that I just think is like weird but still I want to become a postpartum nurse or a mother baby nurse because it makes me happy and I love the satisfaction of helping people and helping them get out the hospital now I always now that I'm thinking about it like if I were like I'm 
okay, wait, I'm kind of like, I can't be in a, like in the ER or anything. I have to be in a place where like it is simple and stuff like that. So I knew I wasn't going to be like a doctor or a surgeon or a neurosurgeon or like a physical therapist or an ER nurse, anything like that, like you will see on Grey's Anatomy. Because like that, first of all, is stressful. And second of all, I can't go through surgeries. I can't see the human body being cut up. Now, I can see the aftermath of like stitches and stuff like that, but I can't see it during it. I don't know. It just makes my skin crawl and my stomach turn. Like I can watch it, but like I just can't sit there and do it. Like a surgeon or a neurosurgeon would have to. I don't know. It just makes me uncomfortable. Like, because if you make any certain wrong move, that could be that person's life. And I don't want that kind of thing on my shoulders. Now, with the mother baby nurse, it can be the same thing, but it's just less stressful for me. And also, like, I just always want to be with babies. I can't do adults. Like, I can do adults. I have pretty good communication skills. But, like, I just, adults sometimes are just, like, you know and you would be working with babies and adults I know that because if you only really want to work with the babies you would have to go to the NICU which I did think about that I did think about going to the NICU if you don't know what the NICU is is where like they take care of the sick premature babies I did think about going to the NICU or trying to go to the NICU but I just it's I watched a couple videos on people doing it and stuff on YouTube, and I was just like, this is too emotionally straining to watch, like, these poor little sick babies in their little, like, clear little, I forgot what they're called, but, like, clear little box things with all these tubes connected and stuff, and I, like, I know that I'm trying to help them, or I would be trying to help them, but it's just, like, too emotionally stress stressful to see the babies in there. So I picked a postpartum nurse because I didn't want to be in the NICU because I thought it would be too emotionally straining straining to see all those little sick babies and when they die and stuff because it's going to happen when they die. I can't do any anything about it. I feel like that would be very emotionally straining and I didn't want that on for me and my mental health. See, now some people can do it and if you can become a NICU nurse or if you are a NICU nurse, congrats to you because literally I could never. That is too mentally and emotionally straining for me and then because like I like I said I always wanted to be around babies so I wouldn't be the person to become an ER nurse or a surgeon or or a neurosurgeon so I would I feel like my place is in the labor and delivery unit of a hospital so I never wanted to be in like NICU like I said it's like it just looks like emotionally straining because I know like it's just I don't know it just looks like like people I always like okay so like when I say I want to do something sorry for all the likes but when I say I want to get into something like I do my research before I even say it to other people so when I was doing my research I was like oh my gosh it looks like really emotionally straining because look you literally have a baby's life in your hands and you have to see them with all these tubes and stuff connected to them and I know you're helping them like I said before but like it's just it's just so hard to see and I feel like that would be really emotionally straining and then I couldn't be a labor and delivery nurse because I just can't see someone going to labor like I saw it one time and I will never see it again that just looked painful on so many different levels and I I don't know I could just never see that like day after day after day and just be like yep I want to have kids again like I don't know I just, <laughs> it just isn't 
it just looks weird and I would hate to just sit there and just stare and just be like yep just keep going girl like I know you're helping them out and everything but it's just it looks extremely painful well it is but like it just looks so bad and I could never like if that wasn't a part of being a labor and delivery nurse maybe but that's literally what's in their name a labor and delivery nurse where they help deliver the baby and I could never but then after that, I looked at postpartum nursing or mother baby nurse, and I was like, yeah, I could do this. You know, they're helping, teaching the mother and the father, if the father's there and stuff, how to take care of the baby. They're doing assignments and checking them up and stuff like that. And that I feel like that would be, well, it's not easy, but like, it would be, quote unquote, easier to do, if that makes sense. Because it's, it's not easy, period. Like, I feel like nothing in the medical field is easy, but... I feel like it would just be easier on me and the people's baby and stuff. I don't know. I just feel like it's hard to explain why I want to do it. Because I know why I want to do it. It's just hard to put in words. But I don't know. I feel like I already explained why I wanted to do it. It just like it speaks to me. <laughs> because I already, I already was like... I already did my research on NICU and labor and delivery, and I saw videos and everything, and I was like, I cannot do that. Like, that is way too either emotional straining or just weirdly disgusting to me. But then postpartum nursing's here, and it's like, yeah, you check up on the baby, check up on the mom, you teach them about their baby and stuff like that. Now, I would have to still look at things we're gonna keep it pg-13 but i would still have to look at things but i wouldn't have to look at the painful part like it's still painful but like it's not like painful <laughs> if you know what i mean like i'm trying to keep this pg-13 but it's just like it's just so weird seeing it it's just weird but that's enough talking about me but the next part i want to talk about is the 10 weirdest jobs that i have seen in my entire life literally there's things from a professional paint dryer watcher to a shake milker a snake milker oh my gosh words are difficult but there's so many different careers out there and when people say like i can't find a career i'm like bro you can become a professional sleeper and make bank like we can all find something in life that we might not be happy about it which like I'm encouraging you to be happy about what you are doing for a nine to five or maybe for the rest of your life or half your career but whatever you're doing make sure it makes you happy or at least you are okay with what you're doing because there's so many times people are like I have a job but it doesn't make me happy but it pays the bills and I'm like yeah Yes, but like when your kids move out and you are so close to retirement, drop that job, baby, and go get you something else. Like <laughs> get you something that makes you happy, which not be, might not be possible for you for like a financial reason. But like, if that's not a problem, go do something that makes you happy. But we're gonna go ahead and get into the ten top weirdest jobs that I have seen all day. Actually, not even all day, for the years of my life that I have been alive. It is such so many weird jobs on this list that it is just crazy that there are even real jobs out there in America but we're gonna start with 10 a professional sleeper now it's fun it sounds fun but I'm gonna read you a little description a hotel in switch 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 oh my god Switzerland, Switzerland 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 a hotel in Switzerland 
hired a member of staff as a professional sleeper to test the comfort of their beds. The individual sleeps in a different one of the hotel beds each night and writes a review about her or his satisfaction with each one. So literally what they do all day is that they sit there and sit in a bed for a couple hours a day. You know, they could be on their phones, they could be watching a movie, they could be editing YouTube videos, they could literally be sitting there doing anything. And then after a couple hours, they get up and they do a review on the bed. That is crazy. So like, say you are at a mattress store and they're selling you a purple bed and they're like, yeah, this purple bed by most people is a five out of, I don't know. A four out of five stars, people love it. And the only way they know that is because of professional sleepers. That is crazy to me because, like, how, like, what if they took a fake review? What if they told you a fake review? What would you do about that? Like, what, like, would you take the job away? I'm guessing you would have to because they gave you a fake review while doing the most fun job that could be out there that pays a reasonable amount. But I'm guessing you would fire them because if you can't sit there in a bed and tell me how comfortable it is, what can you do? Because <laughs> I could do that all day. It's just weird. Like what like if they told you a fake review, I'm guessing that you would have to fire them. But do you like actually like it's just confused. Like do you actually fire them? Like, well, OK, you would fire them. But like. If they just gave you a fake review, would they get in trouble or would they be fired? Because that's literally their entire job to do. They're literally not doing work. So you would fire them, right? Okay, we'll get into that next time. But number nine of the ten weirdest jobs in America. Number nine, drying paint wash watcher. They literally watch paint dry for days and just sit there and watch paint. Now I'm going to read you this little little four sentence summary of a paint watcher and I'm gonna just read it to you someone actually earns a living watching paint dry a man in the UK currently has a job and he spends his day painting sheets of cardboard to des- to test how long new paint mix takes to dry and watching for changes in color or texture that is pretty weird now watching paint dry seems boring to me but I'm guessing people find it fun. Like, if you can watch paint dry for a living, like, every day, mixing paint, putting it on a piece of cardboard, and watching it dry, that is just pretty crazy to me. That you can just sit there and watch paint dry for how long paint dries. So, like, if you're going to be painting it on a wall or a piece of cardboard, I'm saying, like, an hour or two, it's just crazy to sit there and think that people, for a living, watch paint dry. Like, literally all he does all day, or she does all day, is get two kind of paint mixtures, mix them together equally, I'm guessing, put that on some cardboard, and watch it dry to see if it changed texture or color. See now, it pays pretty good. It's not a bad job. But to watch paint dry, I could never. My squirrel brain self could never sit there and watch paint dry it just it's like sitting there and watching your food cool like you can like for a couple seconds sure but for a living for like 20 minutes to two hours a day watching paint dry 
I could never. Now, this next one, I could do every day of my life. Technically, at this point, I am doing this every day of my life. But, like, I'm just not getting paid for it. Which, I feel like it's something that I should be getting paid for. Because, at this point, I could be having money in my bank account for doing this. And the eighth thing of the ten weirdest jobs in America is a full-time Netflix viewer. That is something I literally do for free. I watch Netflix almost every night just because I, I do it for fun, which is probably bad because I usually have homework or like a test the next day. I always study and stuff, but like I just I just do it because it's like who doesn't want to watch some Grey's Anatomy or like some some um, Jane the Virgin or some Shameless or some Criminal Minds. Like I always just watch like random shows that like I don't even hear people that I hang around watch. I just watch it to watch it. But I'm telling you the little description. A full-time Netflix viewer. Imagine being paid to watch TV all day. Well, for the lucky employee, this dream has become a reality. Netflix Netflix has hired someone to watch all of their content before it is available to the public, and their role is to view and assign each program its correct tag, which helps us viewers find exactly what we are after. Whenever it, whenever, whatever, oh my god, sorry. Even if it is romance, crime, movie based on a classic literature or nitty talking animal show. So they literally just sit there and review things that aren't allowed to the public. That would be amazing, especially for like when the new seasons of Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that comes out. You would be literally the first one to see it. But I'm guessing it's kind of like for actors, you can't say anything about the new season because of your job. So like kind of, you're kind of like an actor because you, you can't say about your job. Shoo, watch me be an actor but sitting there watching Netflix all day. I'm joking, but <laughs> for real when I say that, I mean like literally you just sit there and watch TV all day and then you like take notes and stuff and then you read it and you put like the little hashtags that netflix has so then you can find it so for an example for like black history Month, like they have like the black repre representation hashtag for netflix and then you put that into like the little search bar and then it finds you like black history month movies or tv shows so that's technically they're the reason why we can do that they're the reason that we can just simply search up the word black and we instantly just get black like mainly black movies which is cool but like I could I do that on the daily I don't rate it but I just watch Netflix on the daily so at this point I should be getting paid by Netflix <laughs> okay the seventh weirdest job is a train pusher so they literally push trains I'm gonna read you the description if you think the under the London Underground Railroad is bad you should see the trains in Japan that's a Japanese word. It's S-O-S-H-I-Y-A-S. Oushi? I don't know. I'm not even going to try to say that. In Japan, are hired to help crane as many people into, cram as many people into a train as possible by pushing them from the outside until the doors are closed. So literally, they are just shoving people into a train. That's what they do for a living. They just shove people into trains. Which, like, what if you hurt somebody? Wouldn't that be on you? 
Like, who's going to pay their medical bills? Because I know it's not going to be me because you were the one who pushed them into the train. See, now I'm using second grade logic. If you push someone, you say you're sorry. So do they say they're sorry or do they have to, like, pay something if they hurt somebody? Because, like, if you hurt somebody, like, a little scratch and whatever, like, that's okay. But, like, what if you break someone's leg? Like, are you going to have to be the one to pay for the medical bills and the physical therapy if they have to go to it? The questions are endless. <laughs> then the sixth weirdest, sixth, I just said that with the worst lisp. The sixth weirdest job is a professional mooner. Oh, crier. So it's like a weird way of saying crier. So a professional crier, because I'm going to say that or I'm going to mess this up. A professional crier. It's a tradition in Southeast Asia that a loud funeral will assist the dead as they travel to their afterlife. So professional criers are hired to cry and weep loudly throughout the service. So literally you are just there screaming your guts out for no reason not even if you know them as like a family member or a family friend or even like a friend that you went to high school with you're just sitting there yelling and screaming for no reason it's technically what you are saying that they do every day of their life it's the weird stuff people do for money like I don't know if I could do that and just sit there and scream and cry and lose my voice on someone that I don't even know like of course like they meant something to someone but, like, they're, what they do for a living is screaming and crying, which, like, don't actors do that? The questions are endless, and actors get paid more. So, technically, at this point, they are low-paid actors, <laughs> if you really think about it. Like, because actors get paid to show, like, emotions and exaggerate it and give us the feeling that we are in their world. That's the same thing that these professional criers are doing they're screaming they're crying they're showing their emotions so then other people around them can feel it too so technically they're just underpaid actors that's what they technically are the fifth weirdest job in america is a snake milker now i like snakes i think snakes are cool but like how do you milk a snake like i don't even think there is a way to milk well there obviously is because that's a job in america but like how like would you grab them from their head to their snail and use them like a little slinky or it's just very confusing what would you do as a snake milker so i'm gonna read you the description of this job not for a light-hearted the job not for the light-hearted the job of a snake milter milker is to collect the venom oh my gosh now why would you call it a snake milker not a snake demonizer something like that a snake milker's job is to to collect the venom of a poisonous snake and venoms oh my gosh i'm so sorry guys let me just restart now for the lighthearted, this job of a snake milker is to collect the venom of poisonous snakes and jars for its anti-venom and other medication thank god someone's bright enough now I can touch a snake, I can play with a snake, I can let like a snake like crawl on my body, but I can never milk a poisonous snake. So technically like if you ever seen those videos on YouTube where they get like a cup and then they put like ceramic wrap on top, like that sticky cling wrap, yeah they put cling wrap on top and then they literally take the snake's head and push it into the cling wrap so then its venom comes out of its teeth and then they use it for anti-venoms. Which is like cool, like you're helping people out. But, like, also, you're milking a snake. You're unvenomizing a snake. I'm so sorry. I'm so I can't say that. But, like, you're taking its perf- 
protection away like it makes it on its own but like what if it was a special needs snake and it couldn't make it on its own i think i'm just overthinking this at this point the fourth weirdest job in america is a food a dog food taster and it it's not a dog it's an actual human who tastes the food for dogs which i've been seeing these tiktoks literally all over tiktok talking about like these humans that are taking dog food and eating them and being like oh it's good like are they dog food tasters or like are they just doing this for clout it's just it's weird to think about are they doing this for clout or are they doing this to be funny or is this their job to be a dog food taster like who wants to eat dog food i don't know why i just like when i see dog food i well i don't gag but like if i were ever to put that in my mouth i would gag just straight up gag because dog food is dog food it's not meant for humans it's dog food and i think it would be weird to be shoving dog food down your esophagus <laughs> like it just sounds weird to me why would you be eating something that's meant for dogs and it's not like a dog's doing it because obviously like a dog can't be like eating the food and be like oh yeah this needs a little bit more pepper like a little bit more salt or a little bit of oregano no the dog can't do that so then they keep it up to the humans to say that I could just never be the one to sit there and get paid to eat dog food. Like, even though you're getting paid, you're eating dog food. Like, just let that sit in your mind. I just know, like, I don't know if it's just, like, me or, like, the way I like to keep my teeth nice and stuff. But, like, dog food, really? Out of all things you can eat and get paid, you want to eat dog food. I don't know. I just feel like if I were to be, not forced, but, like, if I were to get paid, I would only put dog food near my mouth if I was getting paid, like, a billion dollars to do it. I don't know I think I'm just like some people might think I'm just over exaggerating this but like for me that's disgusting it's just like a different way to say I want you to eat dog food well okay wait you <laughs> you would be eating the dog food but you wouldn't well you would be getting paid for it I'm just gonna stop talking and I'm gonna just get into this definition of a dog food taster the dog food taster job is to taste new dog food products, including bones, trimmed meat, and biscuits. They do this to test the flavor and texture in comparison to viral dog food brands and human food. Hmm, tasty. So technically what they are saying is that they get a human to eat bones, trimmed meat, and dog biscuits. And... They are there to tell you about the flavor and the texture of the dog food or treats to compare it to other food, popular food brands and to see if it's good enough to compete with them. And if it's not good enough to compete with them, then they would not put it up on the shelf. But if it is good enough, they would. So say they have like a good like, OK, so I would kind of like visual. I don't kind of like make this like a little visual thing for you guys. So imagine there's someone sitting down like at a table. And there's two bowls in front of them. One is with the most popular dog food mix in the world. And then the other one is the one that they're paying them to test. So literally what they would have to do is eat the popular food or the popular dog food. And then they would have to go and eat the unpopular dog food and see which one tastes better. Which, it just sounds disgusting to me. It's just disgusting to think about that you can sit there and just eat dog food. Like... Maybe some people can, and, like, if you can, 
good for you I could literally never sit there and just stuff dog food down my mouth like like I said earlier you would have to pay me billions millions quadruple trillions of dollars to put dog food in my mouth and I know like it might sound like a little extra and I'm probably over exaggerating it to like if I was actually offered that much money but for real like I don't know I just feel like right now I would never just sit there and eat dog food to get paid like a little about money it's like it's not even like they're paying you a lot a lot they're not even paying you like a good amount of money for you to get through the day you know but if you want to go ahead and go sit there and eat dog food to get paid you can but i wouldn't the next thing of the top 10 weirdest jobs in america is number three an odor judge so i haven't even read this one yet so this is completely new to me because i stopped at number four and then i decided to make this episode because i was just reading it for fun and so the next two three are just pure reaction so three odor judge which i'm thinking is like they walk into a room or like say for like bath and body works for an example say they have a new scent and they will light the candle or something and then an odor judge will go in there and smell and see if it's like good enough um i'm guessing that's what they do but i'm gonna go ahead and read you guys the description of an odor judge in order to test the effectiveness of a new product, odor judges are hired to smell volunteers, breath, feet, and armpits. They, are, they make sure their judgment is accurate. The members of the staff have their sense of smell tested monthly. Let's hope those products are doing the trick for those judges' sake. So... Okay, so I was kind of correct in some way, but it's not like candles. They're texting like they're testing body products like deodorant, toothpaste, toothbrushes. They're doing stuff like that. I could never do that just because like my nose is so sensitive to like new smells. If I sat there and smelled someone's stinky breath because that toothpaste didn't work, I I could I would have to run out. Because I can't sit there and just smell someone's stinky breath and act like it's okay. You know, I just, it just wouldn't work for me. Same thing with the armpits. Like, if you're testing new deodorants, oh my god, I feel bad for the odor judges. And, like, the early, like, when deodorant was first being made and they were, like, going through air and trial and it didn't work the first couple times. And they were like, yeah, it's going to work. And then they slapped that, the, the quote-unquote old deodorant on and they went on a jog they went to go work out they went to go walk their dog and they came back and the odor judge had to smell their stinky armpit and literally sit there and sniff it make sure it smells weird like it well it smells well they would have to like their part of their job is sniffing so they'll be like and then they'll be like yeah they didn't work i feel bad for their nostril hairs like imagine like you just came back from a run and then like there's a person just sniffing your armpits i don't know that just would make me feel uncomfortable in so many ways and it would be so many like just anxiety smelling because what if like it didn't work and now you have that odor judge sitting there sniffing your armpits and telling you yeah that didn't work for you like that i don't know why but that would just be like so anxiety feeling for me but the second weirdest job out of 10 is a marinate tester marinate m-a-r-m-i-t-e marinate tester i don't know but i'm gonna go ahead and read you guys the description they say you love it or hate it and in case of saint john skeleton he really takes his application for a whole nother level a part of it a part of a team of 
Maritate testers. I'm so sorry, that guys. I'm stuttering, stuttering on this. Maritate testers. He is responsible for checking each batch of marinate is if it is the correct texture, consistency, and flavor. In the 30 years he has been working there, he has eaten around 3,000 jars of that stuff. That is disgusting. That's like sitting there and eating barbecue sauce, like just straight barbecue sauce. Like, is he just eating it, like, straight up? Or does he, like, have, like, a chicken nugget that he can dip it in and then eat it? I feel like he wouldn't be able to do that because wouldn't it change the flavor? So, literally, my man's is 70% barbecue sauce and marinade. That is just weird. And the number one weirdest job is, drumroll please, Sorry, those were my nails. Um, a scuba diving pizza delivering man. So I'm guessing if like someone like a scuba diver is at the bottom of the ocean and they want pizza, the scuba the scuba diver delivery man will go down there and give them the pizza and then come back up. That to me is just weird on so many different levels. Like, what if the pizza got soggy? Wouldn't the pizza get soggy with that? cardboard box unless it's made like with a metal box or anything wouldn't it be soggy but that's just what i'm thinking so i'm gonna go ahead and read you guys the description of a scuba diver pizza delivering man so if the fact that there is an underwater hotel in florida isn't bizarre enough to add on to that they have scuba diving pizza men pizza delivery men sorry who supplies them with pizza by carrying them through the sea into a watertight case with a watertight case that what service sorry when I started I'm gonna read that again so then you guys can have it because I just said it a lot in that if there is a fact that there's an underwater hotel if the sorry but if the fact that there's an underwater hotel in Florida not a bizarre enough for you there is a scuba diver delivering place that delivers and supplies them with pizza by carrying the pizza through the sea in a watertight case. So, that's the number one weirdest job in America. First of all, let's talk about Florida. We all knew Florida had some crazy stuff, but I never knew they had an underwater hotel. How does that even work? How do people breathe? Like, do they have to have, like, air pockets or, like, big bubbles around their head, like astronauts? How does that work? I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like that would be weird to think like they just have an underwater hotel in Florida. Like honestly, at this point, Florida can do anything. Florida is just the spawn of Satan. Florida is just weird. It's just coming from a person that has never lived in Florida. I have never went to Florida. I've never lived in Florida. All I know is that it is bizarre and hot and humid. But other than that, I don't know what to say. Like, it's just crazy. How many things that Florida can do that is just scientifically wrong in so many different ways? Second of all, wouldn't they get tired delivering all that pizza to a hotel? Do you know how many rooms a hotel has? Unless it's like a motel where like you only stay there for like one day, then you go back up. But a hotel where you can stay there for however long you want. And that's at least 300 rooms plus. And that's at least, at least a one person a room. That's a lot of pizza to deliver. Like, I would get tired after swimming down there, like, five times to deliver a couple pizzas. Like, dang. Like, unless they have, like, those big backpacks that keeps the pizza warm in those, like, metal watertight containers. Then, first of all, the pizza's gonna get 
disgusting because it's going to be cold and there's still a chance although it says it's watertight quote unquote it can water can't get water can get into literally anything water has so many weird ways into getting into things that say that they are watertight but it still gets into there somehow it's just crazy how water just like flexes in so many different ways we'll talk about that in another episode but things that say that they're watertight half the time that they're not so like just imagine that that you're at the bottom of not the bottom of the ocean but like you're somewhere underwater at a hotel and you were brought this soggy cold pizza that just sounds disgusting so that's the end of the 10 top weirdest jobs in america i never even knew half of these even existed especially like the odor judge and the dog food taster those two were just weird on so many different levels but at this point I know what I do not want to be in life. I definitely don't want to be a dog food taster. But I think that's the last part I'm going to be talking about in this episode. Because this episode is getting to about 40 to 50 minutes long. And usually I don't make episodes that long. Maybe I should start making them longer. But I usually don't. Because I do have other things to do other than just this podcast. But I think this is where I'm going to end the episode. I'm going to just say a couple more things and then i can go ahead and stop this so before i stop this episode remember my name is kyla i am the host and creator of all the teen talk the instagram for this podcast is all the teen talk all lowercase no space and i hope you guys had a lovely day listening to me my stuttering my opinions about these weird jobs and more so i hope you guys have a great day and bye